This is the Two Guys Talking Podcast, episode 12, back again, Super Bowl Monday, which I believe should be a national holiday, but here we are, we're going to have to work today, oh well, at least that Super Bowl is over and we can move on to bigger and better things. As always, I'm joined along by, joined alongside by, by Brandon, I gotta slow down my talking a little bit, Brandon, how we doing this morning? Not too bad, man, I think you hit it, uh right on the head there saying that that Super Bowl is over. That was one that we were not looking forward to. I don't think there was a result that either way we would have liked. So We got overtime. On. I almost got my tie, but I guess there's no ties in overtime in the Super Bowl. So, right. you know, oh well, I guess. I mean, it, it, despite the feelings of the teams, it was a pretty entertaining game from the get-go. Even though the uh, the scoring wasn't too high, I really think it was it was one of the better Super Bowls start to finish. I mean, pure entertainment, a lot of back and forth. We had turnovers, we had big plays, we had players bumping into coaches. I mean, we had all sorts of memes that came out of this. The halftime show, I think, one of the best ones of all time. Uh, you know, I think from from start to finish, if if you liked either team if you didn't care about either team but you didn't have any sort of angst towards any team i think this this could have been one of the best super bowls you ever witnessed yeah i think that the turnovers helped a lot because it just the swings felt so big because it didn't seem like either team was really going to be able to pull away on their own and so then when those turnovers happened it just kind of felt like all right this is going to be the moment where you know that team's going to take off and then they turn it right back over so it was uh it was a game. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Usher I think killed it. Um always fun to see all the different, you know, special appearances that they bring in with Luda and Lil John up there. Um Alicia Keys still got it. Boy she does doing she doing her thing. Boy does she. Um Yeah, it was a fun one. Like I said, just it was I didn't I didn't look forward to the game. I knew the Chiefs would win. My NFL life is over for the next twenty years again. And it's just, I'm down bad, down bad. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's funny you go from <clears throat> two decades of Tom Brady to uh, so far a decade of Patrick Mahomes. Third Super Bowl for Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Final score, 25-22 in overtime. First overtime game in 28 years, I don't think is being talked about enough. Uh, you know, you know Roger Goodell got to love that. Uh, first time in 20, I think that's, you know, he hasn't been the commissioner for 28 years. So, you know, good on him for getting his first overtime you know, game in his tenure. Do you know who that, that game was 28 years ago? Did it say what the teams were? You know, it didn't. I just try and do the math and that comes out to about 1998, uh, January of 1998. So would that have been a Bronco Super Bowl or would that have been a Packers Super Bowl? Maybe the Packers won before the. The Broncos beat them. I can't you know, remember what, that game because yeah, the Broncos, the Broncos beat the Packers on the last on a fourth down stop in regulation, and then we waxed the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons Super Bowl wasn't really uh, wasn't really a game, more or less. The Broncos were clearly the the best team. It, only uh, it looks like only twice has the Super Bowl gone into overtime. In the Super Bowl, uh, this was the second time 
ever. So it wasn't only the first time in 28 years. This was oh, the first wow. time. No, actually, this is a mistake. So I don't know why they're saying 28 years. I saw it on TV. That's a complete mistake. The New England, New England, New England Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons? Falcons. Yes. So, so I, I don't know. I would like someone else to like help me out on this because this, this was shown during the game during CBS's broadcast that 28 years. And you know, as a, as a fan, you're just kind of like, oh wow, 28 years. And then as I, as I'm here searching this, it, yeah, the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots coming back. From I like how that hit us at the same time too. We were both just like really thinking like there's no way that's right. And it was like, no, wait, hold on. I think there was a moment last night when we were watching the game where Patrick Mahomes fumbled the snap and we were both like touchdown. Cause that's yep. just how yeah. <laughs> it's funny how things work with Pat Mahomes. He finds a way again. We could dive right in. You know, I want to start there first because we brought up naturally the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. We got some play calling issues with some similarities on that side of things. The San Francisco 49ers should have won that football game. Uh, they were the better team yesterday. They were the better. They had the better shot to win that game. Uh, and I'm very shocked that they didn't end up doing so the way the game was progressing. Because every time you thought that Kansas City, this was going to be Kansas City's shot to figure it out, they didn't. And it took until the very last drive and a muffed punt. I, I, I don't know. I mean, San Francisco choked again. And I, you, you, and now we're going to give Kyle Shanahan a, a, a pass by? Like, this is, this is a situation where every single time we blame the head coach. And in this situation, this is as apparent as ever of where the head coach came in. Now, look, Christian McCaffrey had 160 total yards. He had 80 on the ground, 80 receiving you know, he was the guy on offense. Brock Purdy throws it 38 times, a little more than you probably want to see. <clears throat> but my point of it is in the third quarter there, when you're up by a touchdown and you stop Kansas City out of the half, you don't give Christian McCaffrey the ball at all until you then give Kansas City the ball back and then Pat Mahomes throws a pick. And then you give it to Mahomes. Uh, I'm sorry, to McCaffrey on a passing route, which again he's not a receiver; he's a receiving running back. And and then and then you slowly start giving him the ball again. And then in overtime, later as the game progressed more into the third and fourth quarter, you started seeing them give Christian McCaffrey more. And we're all we're all of us in the room are sitting there saying, "Why aren't you giving this guy the ball?" Arguably the best player on the field between both teams, and I would agree with that with how the season went uh, this year. I, I, I'm very shocked at Kyle Shanahan doing this again. And then you look at the body language of him, and he's like winning and calling these bogus calls, and he looks all stressed out and freaked out, like wired. Yeah, he, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you he's losing, and he's having to come back, and then he, he looks relaxed. And then this is where the, the NFL is rigged crowd can come in. But no, you just don't know how to how to stick it to him when you're winning, man. You've done this twice now beforehand, once with the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. And then you did it to again in the Super Bowl when you lost to the Chiefs the first time. Now, again, it wasn't as bad because, you know, Pat Mahomes made plays and Jimmy G got to complete the ball. But then you go into the conversation of, What's the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy? But Kyle Shanahan, I think, is the number one guy to kind of point my finger at if I'm look if I'm a Niners fan. And here we go again that the 49ers have lost four straight. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, three straight Super Bowls, and Kyle Shanahan has lost his third straight Super Bowl as as a coach. So 
the Niners have turned into choke artists in the last decade. And uh, what can we say? They lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl to Jim uh, to John Harbaugh. They lost to the Chiefs twice now. They've been to, I think, seven NFC Championship games, maybe more than that in this past decade. And, you know, zero Super Bowls to show for it. Pretty shocked there by the Niners, but a complete choke job. And you can't give... Mahomes, chance after chance after chance after chance. When you have a chance to put him away, you have to put him away. Even on a bad game, the Chiefs are intimidating. They intimidate everybody. That's just who they are because of what they've done and how they just don't go away. And when you have an opportunity to put him away, which the 49ers did, which Kyle Shanahan did, he said, you know what? Let's not overdo Christian McCaffrey. Blows my mind and... Put the ball in Brock Purdy's hands over Christian McCaffrey's hands. Where's George Kittle the whole game? You know, so many things to point at. But in the end, we always come back to the head coach. I think this is sometimes it's not necessarily warranted. I feel like in this case, 100% warranted. Yeah, I agree. And it'll be interesting. I haven't had a chance to kind of read through, you know, what the San Francisco crowd is saying. Because I I would assume that they're all kind of on the same page with that of – you know, Kyle's doing it, doing it again. Um, and it's strange, man. I, I really don't get it. It seemed like his play calling in the rhythm of that team, it was better when they were tied kind of going in, you know, into that third quarter, later in the third quarter. Like, it seemed like they found a rhythm again. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or, yeah, if Kyle just, like, stops overthinking it when he's down or the game's tied. He's like, all right, let's just go back to what we know works instead of, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing to me. It, Like you mentioned, it's happened multiple times. And to have six plays in the third quarter, you go three and out your first three, all three passes. The second drive you have, you go three and out again, and there's not a single rush to Christian. It's just – and you're up seven. And, again, it goes back to that, like, you know – it would be okay if some time ran off the clock, like instead of throwing incompletions and giving the Chiefs more and more and more time. I know, you, you know, with 12 minutes to go in the third quarter, you're not thinking like burn the clock, but you do when you have Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline and you have a lead. It's okay. Like, hey, let's run it, pick up four yards, burn 40 seconds, run it again. And then what? You got a third and two? Oh, no. It's, I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. And it, it's, it's it's got to be frustrating as a Niners fan because yeah I think that game it felt winnable. Just and that that was kind of the Chiefs season all year man that game was like a perfect, just culmination of what their season has been. They've looked beatable all year. Everyone's kind of thinking like hey we could get the Chiefs, and they just get their they get their breaks, and really this game there wasn't too many calls that. You know, like if you compare it to last year in the AFC Championship against the Bengals and then the Super Bowl with the holding and stuff, like there was a lot of opportunities for, you know, the crowd to point at the refs and saying the Chiefs getting the breaks that way. Really, the Super Bowl didn't have much of that. I mean, that holding call on Jennings. Was it Jennings in overtime? Yeah, uh, no, it was number that nine. Was... <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Whatever yeah. number nine was, he comes George in for Kittle one play. Went out for, yeah, George Kittle went out for a second with a shoulder <laughs> thing. Number nine comes in, and that was actually really funny. I uh, watching the game live, you know, said, "Who is number nine, and why is he in the game in this spot?" And sure enough, holding call, and really that holding call killed the drive because they had picked up a first down, 
Back it up to second and 12. Can't do anything. Kick field goal. Give it to Patrick Mahomes. See you later. But, um, but yeah, no, this, again, like I said, this game was just something that the Chiefs got their breaks with Moody having the extra point blocked. That guy's awful. And it's, he was, he was solid at Michigan. I don't know what his problems are. Like, he was a good kicker at Michigan. And now he's just, yeah, big time. I mean, obviously different stages, but, um, because if he makes that extra point, do we even get to overtime? Is it just game over? There, win? there are so many situations in that game where it's like, what happens if this does or doesn't happen? The first drive, the first drive of the game. You know, there's so many things that happen during the game we forget. The first drive of the game, Niners have the ball, and they're about to drop seven points in a snap, bro. Like, this, yeah. that, that was going to be 7 nothing out the gate. And then Christian McCaffrey, of all people, again, we, we haven't pointed at that yet, fumbles the football and loses the football. Right. Honestly, on a fumble that, in my opinion, you should not be fumbling that kind of football on that kind of strip. That's not one where I feel like he should have lost. It wasn't a punch. It was sort of like a rip, but it's yeah, like that happens every crowd. play. Yeah. That happens every play. Yeah, he play. was in a crowd. So I'm kind of like, like... It looked like he had the ball kind of tucked. I mean, it wasn't like it was. he had it kind of dangling. Yeah, I think they just muscled it out of him. And, and you, it, yeah, so but, I, you, you could score right there. You score a touchdown right there. And then you don't change the whole complexion of the game. The muffed punt. You catch the ball. Well, Brandon wins the third quarter square. But no, he doesn't because they decide to muff the punt. And then you give Kansas City a touchdown on the next play. I, I, I don't well, understand how crazy... I just don't understand how these plays just happen when you just – I don't know. It was crazy. It's, it's it the Patriots. It's the Patriots totally. all over again. Totally. We've said it hundreds totally. of millions of times, and we'll be saying it for the next 15 years. But Because, again, if you think about it, that muffed punt, it wasn't a, a straight muff. It hit the Niners' heel, one of the blockers, hit his heel, and then the return man. I don't know why McLeod just doesn't jump on that ball. I always – I hate that every no. single time. Just fall on it. When I coach when I coach third graders, <laughs> you see the ball, everyone yells ball, and you fall on the ball. Fall like, on it. You're surrounded by five chief players. You're not gonna pick it up, dance out of them, and house it. Like you're not this isn't Deshaun Jackson moment right now, okay? It like, never is. We need the football. We need the football. <laughs> There's only one Deshaun Jackson moment. That's right, what people right. don't get. There's one. You can't do it every time. Ray Ray McLeod the third. You just pick up, just fall on the football. It's the Super Bowl. It's the Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. It's I, I just don't get what where the mind is. But a couple things I want to go over. One thing we, what we mentioned was the, was the third. You know, you mentioned that great. You 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 give the ball to Christian McCaffrey and you run the ball. You get third and two, and then you're in a much better situation. The 49ers converted three third downs yesterday, and I think they averaged about not about ten yards per third down attempt. And I think late in the game, they actually gave it to Christian two times, and they ended up getting a third and three, third and four. And all of us are looking at each other like, wow, well, if only they were just doing that this entire half. And they were getting third downs of 10 yards or more. On the on the other side of the ball, Kansas City converted nine third downs. And so it, it just tells you right there that those big, you know, big third down is probably, I mean, every third down is big. That's a huge discrepancy right there. And then you go into the yardage of the Niners having third down or 10 yards per third down on average. Are you kidding me? With Christian McCaffrey? Like third and 10 to go? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, correct. Or greater than That third was the average. Yeah, it was like 9.9 in the in the fourth quarter. I remember when, it was, when they were two of nine. They ended up three of 12. But then when they were two and, two and nine, uh, two of nine on third downs, they averaged, yeah, 9.9 yards to go. 
you you can't do anything with that. And you're not setting it up. And then again, is Brock like? Are we letting the Brock Purdy game manager thing get into Kyle's head? Because is he trying to prove that Brock Purdy's not being a game manager? I don't here's, know. A, here's the narrative, right? Being a game manager isn't a bad thing. It's just that not everyone can be elite. You know, like some some people, crazy people, could say that Tom Brady is an elite game manager. You could some people could crazily say that, but so it's not necessarily people a bad term because he's a first, goat. After their first three Super Bowls, he wasn't. You know, it was more like Belichick system, defense, Brady. You know, he does his job. He's going in there. He's not forcing the issue. You know, it wasn't until that second second dynasty that you know it really came into like, no, this guy's this guy's it. I mean. But yeah, I agree. Like, what's wrong with being a game manager, and then you can flash them your Super Bowl ring? Like, what? It, I just don't understand. It, you ever seen, you ever seen the Moneyball? Yeah, I you would ever love Moneyball. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what you do in the season. If you lose the last game of the year, it don't mean anything. Right. You lost again. And I would. I would love to have like be. I don't know. I don't know who Kyle would ever tell it to. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be his dad or like just a buddy at having some beers, but like just a fly on the wall. And when Kyle Shanahan like truly opened up and like would explain his thought process, I and I don't know. He kind of seems like a a kind of guy that never actually would like even to like his best friend would just like still make up some, you know, kind of justified in some wild way. But it's like I I don't understand the play calling. Wow. That whole second half was just weird, and I don't know. Yeah, I it, wouldn't grab a really, beer with Kyle Shanahan. Let me put it that way. I think it'd be interesting. <laughs> it wouldn't you be. Know? It wouldn't be the I same know as Jay Cutler. It wouldn't be the same as Jay Cutler. Oh God, no, no, don't, no. You're doing, you're doing like, <laughs> you're doing one beer with Kyle and just like, Coach, give it to me straight. Yeah. Here. <laughs> he tells, he tells you some like crazy lie, and then you're like, okay, well, you can pay the check. I'm, I'm headed out. I forgot my wallet. But. It's just funny that Kyle Shanahan and this whole like new age with the Suns and the and it, there's a lot of Bronco connections, right? But then here's the difference: the Broncos won, so let's get those comparisons out of the way right now. Besides the fact that they have some genetic, you know, com, co, you know, some some blood relation here, because I, other than that, completely different. The Broncos actually won. Mike back Shanahan, Super Bowls. Mike Shanahan let Terrell Davis do his thing, and he won a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Like, huh? Right, hmm. and. And if the Niners won that game, Christian was probably trending that way. Even, it, you know, given his, like, stat line that he finished with, say if they made the extra point, didn't go to OT, Christian was probably trending that way just because no one else was doing anything. But it's just like you got to feed the rock to the kid. I feed your pig, I man. I, I, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to me that it just seemed like the Niners and Kyle Shanahan were trying to break the narrative on Brock Purdy that game. Give him the ball 38 times and let him figure it out. And I'm like, without Juwan Jennings making a couple big catches, I mean, I don't, I don't know where this game is. And honestly, a big catch and a big throw? It's like he threw the touchdown to Christian McCaffrey. Both, you know, both touchdowns Jawan Jennings had something to do with it, and he threw one of them. He is the only player since Nick Foles to throw and to throw a touchdown and catch a touchdown. Well, that was a crazy stat that popped up. But the Niners choked it, and the Chiefs are a dynasty, and they've won three Super Bowls now, and they've won back-to-back Super Bowls, and they very well could go win a third, a three-peat this thing. And here we go again, and. Uh, some of the stats from yesterday, too, the the team stats, it was a good game, and I think we all expected... No, I don't think anyone expected it to be a blowout. I don't think anyone... I think we all expected it to be a close game within 10 points, and sure enough, it goes into overtime on a on a game-winning touchdown. 
some of the stats, they are crazy how similar they are. Both teams had 15 passing first downs. Kansas City had 24 first downs. San Francisco had, San Francisco had 23. Total drives, they both had 13 drives. Yards per play, 49ers, 5.4. How many drives did you say? 13. Taylor Swift. 5.4. Oh, wait for it. Uh, 5.4 yards per play for the Niners. 5.8 yards per play for the Chiefs. 13. Uh, We continue on yards per pass. 6.8 for the 49ers. 6.6 for the Chiefs. Again, super close. Rushing attempts. 31 for the 49ers. 30 for the Chiefs. Penalties. What's 31? What's 31? The numbers reverse. <laughs> Pen- I'm just doing this on the fly. I'm just thinking like, all right, how can I tie this back to 13? <laughs> penalties. They both had six penalties. The Chiefs had more penalty yards. They both had two turnovers. The 49ers had a time of possession of 38 minutes and 31 seconds. And the Chiefs had a time of possession of 36 minutes and 26 seconds. So... You had a a difference of about two minutes of of of, of uh, time of possession, so a lot of close stats, which makes sense with the game ending, twenty five to twenty two. I I enjoyed the Super Bowl; it was a fun game. I, I I you know with with my angst towards both teams, I I did enjoy the game. A lot of lot of entertaining stuff going on. I want to go into the Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid situation. It's a little fresh on the mind. Not many people are talking about it. It seems like they're more making fun of the situation. But then you do have some, uh, some, some. I don't know. I don't know if they're old timers. I don't know if they're purists. But you have some people coming and saying this is wrong for the game. He's a terrible human being. Uh, this is not what I want to see my kid doing. You know, my kid would be on the bench if he ever did something like that. For what I'm referring to is during the game when uh, Isaiah Pacheco fumbled the football inside the 10-yard line for the Chiefs and lost the ball. Travis Kelsey was not in the game. And so Travis Kelsey was upset that he was benched for that play, and it ended up being a huge turnover in the red zone inside the 10-yard line. And he goes up to his coach, Andy Reid, and kind of checks him a little bit physically and is yelling in his face. God knows what he's yelling. The internet had a field day with that one which was hilarious but thoughts on the whole situation when it happened we're all freaking out like whoa 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 and it's all going crazy then you let it resonate a little bit and I'm curious I think we both have opinions on it I want to you know, start with you what, what you know what what do you think happens it is there is this a is this a black eye to, to Travis Kelsey like you know I wonder I wonder the situation here I mean you don't Typically make contact with your coach, but, you know, big game, big situation. I'm curious what you think. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, me personally, I think it's a little bit crossing the line. Um, I know heated moment, Super Bowl, you know, they have, even with, the, you know, with the two Super Bowls that we have, I mean, they're, they're trying to do something special. So, obviously, they're, you know, they're feeling, I don't know if you want to call it pressure, but, you know, they're feeling the intensity of the moment. I get it. You know he's one of the best players, not in the field on a, in the red zone, chance to score. I think it's crossing the line a little bit just with like the physical contact of it. That's just like something. It's like, all right, kind of simmer down, buddy. You know, because <laughs> again, it, arguments and 
those type of things on an NFL sideline. That's not like the first time that's happened. Um, one, I think the fact that they won the Super Bowl like completely negates this. You know, and Andy Reid at the end of the game, he made jokes about it too. He said, "Well, you know, he kind of caught me off guard. That's why I stumbled. You know, <laughs> he, he got me on my bad side." But um, I, I don't know. So at the end of the day, you know, if the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, if they're all okay with it, like why should I not be okay with it? I guess. But it, it to me, you know, when I first saw it, it's like eh, a little bit across the line. Just the fact that you're actually like running in and bumping into him. Because again, at the end of the day, Andy Reid is. It pretty old. I mean, it's not like <laughs> he's bumping into Sean McVay out there, who's you know, granted he's a lot taller Dan than Sean Campbell. McVay, like Sean Mc, like yeah, exactly. It's like that, that'd be one of those things where it's like, let's remember, like if if you hit him a little bit harder and he ends to like fall down, like that could be a hit right there. You know, it's like let's and again, you know, Andy Reid's maybe not the most in shape guy. Like I don't know how his knees are. You know, it, it could be one of those things where. That could have been bad. So that's, to my mind, it's just like, all right, a little bit cross line. But again, like like I said, they don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. I think you nailed it right there. You landed, nailed it right at the end. Why should I care if they don't care? If Andy Reid, the said victim in this situation, comes out and says, I'm good, and it's all good, and he caught me off guard and playing jokes about it, then I'm going to shut up and leave it be, man. I'm not going to get involved in it. Are you kidding me? Who am I to the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, why am I going to sit there and right. say something about anything? Even if it was my team, even if I was the Seattle Seahawks and something like this happened and Bill and bumped into Pete Carroll. I mean, if Pete Carroll came out and was like, it's all good, then, again, why should I care as a Seahawks fan? Like, I, even if it's my team. Again, I, who am I to them? I'm, I'm just a fan, which means I'm not, I am I have no real connection to what goes on behind closed doors and what happens. I want to point out another thing, too. And this is where when you have 100 million people watching this game, you have about 50 million of them who have never watched football before in their life. And so you have this situation to where people don't really know what's going on, the, it, it, you know, behind, like I was saying, behind closed doors. If you go, if you flash back to the Bills Chiefs game that Kadarius Tony screwed over the Chiefs by lining up offsides in the regular season, there was a moment where Travis Kelsey left the sideline and he threw his helmet, and then someone was getting his helmet back, and Andy Reid said, "Nope, don't give him back his helmet." And then he went up to Travis Kelsey and he checked him too. He kind of bumped Kelsey too a little bit. Now. Oh, it's a regular season game, and oh, Andy Reid's an old man. But okay, let's go back to what I'm seeing people are saying on the internet. I've seen a couple people in the in the football community, whether they're parents or they're coaches of youth players, saying, "My kid did that. It's a bad message. It's sending to the sport. Bad role model. This guy's a pos. All this stuff." Okay, what about on the flip side? Why didn't anyone say anything about Andy Reid bumping into a player? What if a coach bumped into a player in a youth game if we want to take this to if we want to compare the two? We can't compare the two is my point. They are two completely right. different situations. And why are we going to blame Travis Kelsey for you not telling your kid for you not parenting your kid? Let's just go to that like, too. Hey, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah it's like okay, there's a the thing, thing that like adults can do that whether it's right or wrong. Yes, okay. My point to that to what you said is yes. I don't think Travis Kelsey should be allowed to do that. I think what he did was was wrong, and you don't go after your coach like that. And I think yelling at him is one thing, but yeah, the little the little physicality and the push probably not necessary. But I'm if you know if I have a kid, I'm going to tell my kid, hey, you don't do that. You know, even if Travis Kelsey's his favorite simple. player, yeah, you don't yeah. do that, kid. And that's what being and a parent ever, is. 
Right. And then it's like, if you're ever the best tight end in the league going for your third Super Bowl and you're frustrated, you can kind of get away with that. But like, let's let's deal with that at that time. And it's interesting, you know, it's that classic winning cures all. Because I don't know if you totally. remember um, a few months ago, Sean Payton ripping into Russell Wilson during the Lions <laughs> game. Everyone's like, Sean's crossing the line. I can't believe he's getting out of Russ like that. It's like, well, that's because in everyone cares it's a losing team. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson relationship, obviously very different than Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. And it's like, it's such a big deal. And it's like, you know, it's just fun. It's too, it's always, you know, the situation always is very different and it's obvious, but um yeah, I think we're on the same page. The double standard behind it, right? They get issue. they get paid millions of dollars, so why should they care that much? But then when they don't care, we tell them, we're paying you millions of dollars. Why aren't you caring so much? So I'm like, we this is what we want to see, right? Travis Kelsey going out there and showing some passion. This is what we want to see. And we've seen him show passion before, and, and he's a bad human being because of it? No. The reason everyone wants to point that he's a bad human being is because now Taylor Swift is in the picture. That's the reason. If Taylor Swift, before, before Taylor Swift was in the picture, Travis Kelsey was like the most beloved player in football. Like, people love Travis Kelsey if even even we were like yeah Travis Kelsey's dope like he's on the Chiefs and we hate him but like he's dope but then because of this whole Taylor Swift thing now he's like this LeBron enemy sort of person and like and so now we're gonna point at every little thing he does and yes that did cross a line but again Andy Reid's like whatever so I'm like whatever like I don't I don't I don't care like it's it's, it's honestly, whatever honestly I had a bigger issue with this Stupid Viva Las Vegas crap on the stage. I'm getting so sick of all this. It feels like a WWE promo, man. Like totally. I'm getting so totally. sick of it. And he's when he's done with football, like he's you know he's got that charisma where whether it's if he goes into like acting or you know more analyst whatever side, like he's gonna be very good at it. Obviously the podcasting, maybe he'll just keep rocking that. Um, but that bugged me more, you know. And I get it. Viva Las Vegas. You want the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You're more like, kind of like, hey, we love Las Vegas. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, don't be like cheering on the city of your division rival. Like, what are, we, <laughs> what are we doing here? It's just like, we love Las Vegas. It's like, you play Las Vegas two times a year. That bugged me more. But again, I was in a bad mood. But Well, then, okay. Then that, what, did that bug you more than John Elway? That, dude, I was... You, I was sulking pretty hard last night, and <laughs> you were you were you were in a bad when, way, buddy. <laughs> when John had to walk up the Lombardi, smiling, and stay cheesing, on the stage, cheesing. Well, has, I mean, because again, if you're John, like obviously you can't. I don't know why they. I, I don't understand the ties of. Why John was randomly They should have switched the guys, bro. They had Larry right. Sanka, Super Bowl eight MVP as what what position was he? I forgot what he was. Fullback. Fullback. And so you had him walk it up in you know with no one it was in in a, in a lane of nobody and then you had John Elway go the rest of the way with all the Chiefs. You switched them. You have John Elway go first and then you give it to Larry Sanka to go walk it up through the team. What like what what kind of omens are we throwing out here, man? That, well, that was and, a bad again, juju. I don't know like I just don't understand why John was. I really don't understand why John Elway was there. Like, was it something where if the Niners won, you know, the Shanahan McCaffrey ties, there was that type of thing? And then if the Chiefs win the back to back, like the Broncos did, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that, that hurt a lot. And I'm sure John Elway, you know, I think. Knowing John, he couldn't have felt great about it. I mean, he did a good job smiling. Cause again, you're, you have to put on a little bit of a smile there. You can't just like, you can't do what I was doing and just sulk the whole time up there. Like, Goodell's <laughs> gonna rip you if you're doing that. But 
uh, yeah, that that hurt. That that was something. It's like, oh man. Why is but, Don Elway? You know what? He's on stage. He's now. up on the on the podium and right. everything. You got to be, and that's yeah. I don't know. It's that one hurt, but you know, we still had John. We got our back to backs with him, so it's like, yeah. But now it's like, oh dang it! Now you have your back to back. Now you have three, just like us, and you'll probably end up with six. Now, what I was thinking about this driving home last night, I can, I'm already excited for, say, fast forward 12 years from now. And when the dynasty ends, where, you know, if you look at the state of the Patriots right now and how everyone's just loving that, I'm already so excited for that to happen to the Chiefs. I cannot wait. We got Mahomes it. will retire. Andy Reid. Well, Andy Reid will probably have to retire before Mahomes does because I don't think he's got another. 10, 12 years in him. Cause he's he's 70 plus, isn't he? I think he's in the 60s still. Oh, dang it. Okay. Well, maybe I'm wrong then. But I just can't wait for that. That's going to be so much fun. So these 12 years, they could. I don't care. Just put me in a medically induced coma, wake me up when Mahomes retires. <laughs> I think... Uh... You know the 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 Tom Brady is 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 still the goat, and I know some people are going to try and jump the gun and get ahead of it and say Pat Mahomes is the goat, will be the goat, all that stuff. Pat Mahomes is a different kind of quarterback. He's that new age, modern quarterback, and he's finding success in it. Uh, I I think what's crazy about Pat Mahomes is 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 we and we talked about this, and I've noticed this for a number of years now. Is every time they mess up a play, they mess up a play on the perfect time, like. There's never they never mess it up on third and ten. They never mess it up on on second and twenty two. They always mess it up on first down and then they're good. Or they mess it up a big rollout play and and you you know scramble drill and it ends up being incomplete. So the defense is pumped, but then it's it's still third and seven. It, it never ends up on the down where you think you can like put them away. And that's I don't know if it's an art. I don't know if it's their luck. I mean, it's insane. I mean, you could say luck with some of the injuries that went down yesterday with 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 uh, the 49ers. Oh I mean, God. Dre Greenlaw. Greenlaw. I mean, how unfortunate was that? Fred Warner's like hands on his head, like knows exactly yeah. what happened. Uh, you have Debo going in and out left and right, which is typical for him. You have D linemen, linebackers getting hurt. I mean, you know, but nonetheless, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, they always they always seem to time it right and have a have a game plan for the entire game. It's it's incredible. So I want to go through real quick. Both Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady have now played, not now played, but Patrick Mahomes has now played 96 games. And so they did a comparison of Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes through 96 games. And I think this is a little interesting. So out of the 96 games, Pat Mahomes has 74 wins and Tom Brady had 70. Completion percentage, Tom Brady 62%. Pat Mahomes, 67%. Passing What's six yards. Plus seven? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. Okay, 66.5. Okay, I'm rounding up. Okay, all right. All right that's better. <laughs> uh, tw uh, passing yards. Tom Brady, 21,564. Pat Mahomes, 28,424. So seven, about 7,000 more yards there. Yards per pass attempt. 7.0 for Tom Brady, 7.9 for Pat Mahomes. Passing yards per game, 224, shout out for Tom Brady, 296 for Pat Mahomes. You get where I'm going here. Pat Mahomes through 96 games has quite a bit 
higher, better stats than Tom Brady did through 96 games, but I think Tom Brady got better with time. And if you forget, after the Patriots went back-to-back, they didn't win for 10 years. And then Tom Brady won four. So, you know, there's that idea that the beginning of Tom Brady's career, I think there was a lot of defense. They had a lot more... I think they were much more well-rounded teams during those four, first yeah. three Super well, Bowls. We talk about Corey Dillon and and uh, Dion Branch and guys like that, and, and uh, not Richard Seymour, but I'm thinking of uh, um, some some of those linebackers. What, why can't I think of that linebacker? He's always on TV. I can't think of his name, but anywho, they had a more, much more rounded team, uh, you know, than than I think they did in the later years where Tom Brady really figured out the game and really figured out how to dominate out there. But well, and the sport was a little different too. Sure. Right? I mean, yeah. it was, yeah. you know, so I think that, I think there's multiple factors to that, but yeah. And, and you mentioned that, you know, the little, little bit different type of quarterback. Um, and yeah, I think the system that they play in a little bit different, Andy Reed versus Bill Belichick. So I think there's a couple different things that you can, you know, kind of point out for the differences in those and kind of the, you know, almost a significant, higher mount for Pat, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously he's on the right trajectory if he ever wants to catch Tom. I mean, he's a, he's got a heck of a start at it. How did your props go? Let's go through the props. How did the props go yesterday? I mean, we we had birdies. We had Chris Tapps, Porzingis. Uh, you know, I don't know how well they kind of turned out. It seems like uh, you pushed on the Chris Tapps one, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, how did those props go? We had some fun ones. How did the props go? I went one, one, and one. One, so one, and one. All right, not bad. I won the under three minutes, and I think it was 10 seconds, 10 seconds or 15 seconds um, for time of possession of the very first drive, and it cashed because of that Christian McCaffrey fumble. Unbelievable. If they had have run one more play, I would have lost that. So that no, was, that, was, that, the was, awesome. that was, the was the play. That was the play because the clock, had to the score. clock was running. They either had to score. Yeah. They had to score on that play or – a turnover, and, and they were forty-five yards away from a touchdown, and so right. And it was if that play was second. yeah, field goal wasn't in play. Like no. they, they, that no. play was the last play that I could have had. So that was electric. Um, that was the birdies one. I was feeling really good going into no it. I think I think Spieth ended with five birdies. Correct. And really, until the fourth quarter, that was looking awesome. And then you know, field goals galore. Overtime obviously doesn't help anything. Um, you know, in regards to that. And then, yeah, Chris Stapp ended with 25. Chiefs ended with 25, got the push there. So 1-1-1. One, one, and one. I went over. There was no two-point. There was no successful two-point conversion. With a score of 25-22, you would have thought that there would be because that is kind of an odd, odd score. But uh, nonetheless. Is that a score, Gami? I, I don't know. I didn't that. see anything about that either. So I don't know. Maybe it might have been a Super Bowl score, Gami. But I don't know if it's like an all-time score, Gami. So maybe that's why it didn't right. hit, hit the – it might have been a Super Bowl one because – there's only been 58 of them, but either way, I didn't go well with my my two point conversion one. I wanted to say the coin toss and go with heads because everyone was talking tails and everyone does go with tails. And I remember someone on, and I don't think they actually did this, but I was listening to someone on the radio saying, "Yeah, I wonder what what the you know if the action would change if we made heads plus 101, and you know instead of just plus 100 both ways, and would would it, would, it, would people switch over to heads because it was heavy on." On heads, the Niners called tails, and it ended up being heads. And I was gonna say, I was gonna go with heads. Last thing about the Super Bowl, I kind of want to mention more or less. We'll see where it goes. Was well, is a halftime show? 
I mean, Brandon, I think that was one of the most, that was one of the top 10 halftime shows of all time of, of my lifetime. I didn't almost want to put it into the top five. I mean, the R&B, Usher, the sweat, the the stripping of his shirt with the, with the, with the wife beater on and then him going shirtless. And you know all 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 the all the goodness of it. You brought Ludacris with the fro, too fast, too furious. Ludacris on stage. Yeah, that was the vibe. Yeah, you know yep. you had Will I Am. I you know you had Jermaine Dupree, who I thought was CeeLo Green. I mean you had uh, Alicia Keys, like you mentioned, was bumping like so many great things about the halftime show. Yeah, and, and I remember noticing this when I when I was watching it. I mean Usher. You know, he, he ring or no ring, he don't care. And he went after Alicia Keys like he was one of his. And, like, people forget, Alicia Keys married woman. She'd been married for a long time. She's married to Swiss Beats, who's, like, a pretty famous dude. They got children together and stuff. So, like, Usher's out there on the Super Bowl not caring at all. Like, he's Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson out there. And, but, I mean, that was something. But, I mean, incredible Super Bowl. I, I'm Halftime show. I loved it. Start to finish, you called the first song. You 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 won the first song bet. We we uh, bet Nailed who that. was gonna uh, what first song he would play, and you called it with "Caught Up." And uh, you know, good job to you, Beeb. Great Super Bowl show, great halftime show. I think it was better than Katy Perry. I think it was better than Coldplay. You know, it might not be better no, than Michael Coldplay Jackson. Was so good. Nah, shut up. <laughs> Coldplay in San Francisco. It was because it was Super Bowl 50, okay? It was because Super Bowl 50. Maybe I'll say Red Hot Chili Peppers was the best one I ever saw. You know, that was Super Bowl 48. Give it away, give it away, give it That was perfect timing. Yeah. You know, I love me some some, uh, Chili Peppers. I I went and saw them live last summer. Maybe two summers ago at Mile High. Love me some Red Hot Chili Peppers. Dude, Chili Peppers are sweet. But no, uh, Usher's up there, man. Usher was up there. Yeah. And and again, obviously, halftime shows are always subjective to, you know, depending on your age, what kind of music you actually like and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where you could have a whole bunch of people saying it was the greatest ever. They're big time Usher fans. And you have other people who don't care about Usher at all. And they're like, I don't, I know I wasn't into it. So it, it's tough, but yeah, I agree. I loved it. Um, yeah. He was killing it, man. He, he still got his voice. He still got his moves, his feet. He's, he's a stud. And I think, I think he's got a resident residency in, vegas right now so i'm sure he felt right at home just kind of doing his thing i mean it was he killed it and the, that like i don't know if it was a i don't know if you want to call it outfit but whatever jacket type of thing he had on to end the show like with the blue and black yeah looking like frozone awesome. i mean he was killing yeah. it man that yeah that and little I, outfit was nuts and i think they've they've started to kind of figure it out to where like if you have a good artist just let them do their thing like you don't need all the extra craziness i mean you know if you think about to the la one obviously that one was incredible that's that <laughs> one's up there for me and you know granted they had 50 hanging up upside down and you know they're kind of walking through the different rooms of the stage and stuff but it's like it wasn't like katie perry's coming in riding in on a tiger and they have all these like just giant prop things going on it's like if you have someone good out there like let them just go out there give them a stage bring in some you know some special appearances and just let it let it ride yeah, I'm not going to, and also, I'm going to shut people up with all Justin Bieber crap, man. Enjoy what you got. That was an incredible halftime show. We didn't need Justin Bieber to make it any better. Well, that was I'm incredible. I'm confused about that crowd because I don't know. We didn't know need no Justin Bieber. Are, do they have, like, multiple popular songs? I don't know. Like, everyone kept saying, like, where's Justin Bieber? It's like, I don't remember them doing anything I, I know Ludacris and J- JB did, but I don't know. I, I'm, right, I'm with you, dude. Right, they did Baby way back when, right? I'm with you. I don't know where the Usher, yeah, JB. I don't know. 
I was so confused by that. I didn't understand that at all. So I was, was like, Usher okay, the one that up. found him? Like, was he the one that kind of found JB? I don't know. Was yeah, so Usher was. I just got confirmation from a fiance. She's very upset at me right now uh, that we're talking about that JB, that we don't care about JB being on there. Look, I love JB. I don't. I love JB. Yeah, I, I love his Bieber. music. Yeah, don't mind Bieber. I don't mind his music, man, but I didn't need him out there. I did not need JB out there like everyone else did. I was good. I'm good. You know, maybe that's yeah, what Travis been- Kelsey was about. Maybe he knew before us that JB wasn't going to be performing, and so that's why he got all mad at Andy Reid. He's like, Coach! Where's Beebs? Where's Beebs? But I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And yeah, you, the one in LA was all time. When when 50 dropped down upside down, woof. You know, I mean, woof. Yeah. That was unreal. And then I mean, them the, telling. The piano keys for still Dre. Well, and then, just, and then oh them telling Snoop Dogg that you can't wear a blue bandana and he wore a blue bandana sweatsuit. Like, I just. I Crip walking all. Oh, dude, all time. So good. All time. So that I mean, that's up there too. But. Yeah, I, I I love the Usher one. I thought I you know I, I just thought it was incredible. They made a funny thing saying uh, 2023 Rihanna was pregnant and the 2024 we're all pregnant. So you know shout out Usher for really giving it, it to it us. It felt like that. I mean the women were the women were swooning. You know the women were swooning last night. So he looked he looked good. Yeah, he took that shirt off. He still got it. Man. He still so got it, man. He like I mean, he looked young, man. My sister twenty something years ago danced to Yeah in high school for a high school performance, and he still looks the same. Like it's the same dude out there. Uh, so yeah, shout out, shout out, Usher, great show. Last question for you: Taylor Swift or Blake Lively? Blake Lively. Yeah, 1000%. no, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a that's a that's, that's a shoe in. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's a shoe-in. Yeah, where's Ryan Reynolds? Uh, well, we, we saw Deadpool 3, so that should be an exciting little thing with Wolverine in it. You know, we got some we got some fun ones. Oh, yeah, did he, did, did Ryan Reynolds make a post? Oh, he made a post saying, has anyone seen my wife? <laughs> He's so funny, dude. I love that guy. He's so funny. Well, there was a commercial yeah, he- with, with uh, the Asian Jim from The Office. And yep. he and he comes up and he's like, "Hi, I'm John Krasinski." And then Ryan Reynolds is in it and he looks at him. And he's like, "You're not John Krasinski." And it's like Ryan Reynolds doesn't miss, man. He now owns a small no. soccer team. He's like the he's, he's hilarious. He's such a funny, down to earth guy. Talk about getting a beer with someone. Ryan Reynolds would be. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Jake Cutler. I mean, what a what a poker oh, yeah. table that would be. Yeah, I'd paint the town red. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Now, did it? And I can't really remember. You, you know. The the one with the office joke, and I'm never really a big commercial guy anyway, just because I, I am more kind of like locked in on the game, and then every yeah. time the commercial break comes, it's always discussing something from the game. <laughs> right. But I don't really remember, like, not too many of those commercials really come back to, to mind. No, I mean, they bought the Clydesdales back for Budweiser. That was huge. Yeah, that was so huge. So that was great with the with the Golden Retriever, you know, with the pup. Right. Um, so that was the Bud nice. Light one, the Bud Light one was kind of interesting just because every – New scene was just someone else famous. Like, that was they out really of control. went all out had, for that one. You had T yeah. Rex out there, dude. That was that was. Yeah. You know, you brought that one back. Peyton Manning, of course, a big big Bud Bud Light guy. You know, I don't know Bud Light must have paid him a lot of money to go away from Budweiser, yeah. but like being you a know, big Bud Light guy. Um, commercial wise, I'm trying to think. Doritos kind of did their thing with the Dino Mita little flavor and the old ladies. Chasing. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, with the old ladies, you know, that was kind of funny. The old yeah. ladies was kind of funny. Um, I'm not remembering honestly too much that was really killer in the commercial world. Um, Timu, yeah, Timu and Pluto TV, huh? 
just uh, continuing. Were, it felt like every break. Dropping cash, bro. I mean, they must have $15 left in their accounts after yesterday. I mean, they can't be swooning. And I still don't know what Pluto TV is, though. That was the funny part. After seeing their commercial over and over and over again, it's like, I don't know what that is. Is that an app? Is that like like Fubo's competitor? I have no idea what it is. I don't know. So you have Pluto. And then then there was the He Gets Us thing. There was a lot of He Gets Us. So, you know, you had a lot of that out there. So, I mean, it was kind of crazy how many repeats were out there. I mean, a local Ramos Law, Ramos Law, you know, he was out yeah, there a few times. Him. Yep. And I'll drive by that every time I go to Denver. So, uh, it's it's a, a Super Bowl commercials. Obviously, they've kind of taken a taken a downfall. I think there's still some interest in them because you'll get some new product or some new movie, you know, or something like that that you get to, get to look into. I think last year was pretty interesting with the uh, – with the TV commercial I th- that that was changing the channel. You remember that? Where the channel was changing for everybody, and it was yep. a commercial of that. They had the Fox commentators with Greg Olson and uh, I forget, Kevin Kevin Burkhart, and then they went to like some – and everyone's looking at them like, hey, who's changing the channel? Yeah, that was, that was quality. Who yeah. changed the channel? But, that uh, was quality. You know, I, I think this year – I think the Clydesdale went under the radar a little bit because that was pretty sweet to see again with the Budweiser – but yeah, not not really commercial wise, you know. No Drake from State Farm, you know, nothing crazy like nope. that. You know, those are those are some ones that you really. Oh, the Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts. That one is actually good. I did forget about that one. Tom that one Brady, solid. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jack Harlow, yeah, J Lo, J Lo. I mean, the Dunkin' Donuts. They were they 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 have less than fifteen dollars in their account now. Right. That I was mean, fun. the the end of that one was pretty funny where J Lo says, "Tom, you can stay." <laughs> Tom Brady, man. Tom, don't miss. Super Bowl Sunday's over. Goodbye to football. I mean, would you say the uh, account, bank account was better or worse from football season this year? I think ultimately better. Uh, there was a couple swings leading up, like early December. I couldn't, I, you know, couldn't find a win. I think that was like really my only cold stretch. But it was bad. I mean, it was like over <laughs> 10 type of thing. Like you look yeah. at your slip. After you know, after the Sunday night game, you're like, I don't think I won a single bet today. Uh, but no, that, yeah, I felt like I had a pretty good year. Um, and honestly, the Chiefs in the playoffs helped me because, uh, you know, I hate them, but I understand the situation. And it's like, well, Chiefs money line, Chiefs money line, Chiefs money line. If you're gonna give them to me at plus money as underdogs, yeah, come on, man. I should have put more on that. I said on the last show that we that's one of those things. Hammer, no, it's uh, it's it's one of those things where you know it's the right bet. And even if you hammer it, and then once it's confirmed, you're like, man, I was, I knew it. I, I, I knew said it. it. I knew it. Like, man. why did I not just, like, go? Yeah, you know? just go. I mean, we're going to Vegas tomorrow. I mean, we need to, like, stack up chips. And I could have stacked up so many more. You know what sucks, though, is I actually got the under at 47, not 47 and a half. So, oh, I got 47 and a half. I a know. Bummer. I know. So I got bummed out of a push there. Which stunk a little bit. But either way, we got the money line dub. Noah Gray, man. I don't know what happened with Noah Gray. I thought that was going to hit. But, uh, you know, he, he had he had a couple catches. He had two or three catches. So I'll take catches. that. You know, but you know, yeah, there was, was a three tight end set there. And Christian Watson was all over the place. Travis Kelsey. I mean, he couldn't tell which 80 guy was out there. But, you know, I went with Noah Gray. Didn't, didn't, get, didn't get that panned out. But nonetheless, you know, ended up... Uh, Ended up making a few bucks, so you know, thanks to the Chiefs money line, it got a little hairy there. But again, I think I think I think it was two minutes. I remember because because I know Brandon very well. So third, I think it was two minutes left in the third quarter is when Brandon started saying Chiefs are going to win. 
Chiefs are going to win. And from that point on, that's when you called it. And so at no point ever did you have any doubt from that point on. And there's a lot of crap that happened from two minutes left in the third quarter till the end of the game. But, yeah, I mean, there was well, really it, no doubt. That was that was right after the punt. Right. You know, the, the, the and it's just like right. you, can't, you can't have those things. You know, you got away with the first turnover. You got a turnover back. You know, you, it felt like the Niners had kind of balanced themselves out, you know, with the mistakes, and then that happens, and it's like, hey, you're done. Like, you, you're you about to get the ball back up. Were they, I think they were up three at that point. No. Were they up three? About to get the ball back. Maybe you can make something happen, and then, nope, Patrick Mahomes is about to go do his thing. So, Pat Mahomes, yeah, that man. Was, it was, yep, it's just that perfect culmination of it doesn't matter if you've been shutting them down all game. Every extra chance you give them. They gave him so many. They gave him so many. And then the last thing I want to say about this is the overtime thing. Now it's a story that people didn't know the overtime rules. But, but it didn't matter. The new overtime rules didn't even come into effect for last night's game. It didn't even come into effect because what happened was it was a field goal into a touchdown. That is what it's been for the last handful of years. You have to score a touchdown for it to be a little different. So there was a story I saw this morning from the four-letter network saying some players didn't know that they changed the overtime rules. It didn't matter. It never came into play. It's your job as the Niners to go score a touchdown. And they didn't. They kicked a field goal, so they gave the Chiefs the ball back. There was no new rules involved in that situation. So anyone that wants to... It hasn't been a field goal wins a game for probably, what, like 15 years? I think it feels like something like that. Yeah, It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a while. So, you know, that 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 you know, nothing really crazy there. And, you know, you knew the Chiefs were gonna were gonna go after. I wasn't sold on the fact that if the Chiefs didn't score before the clock ran out, that they were gonna get another shot. I just wasn't sold. Even when Tony Romo said it, like you treat this like the first quarter, I just need to see it to believe it. Obviously they end up scoring a touchdown before we could even see it go to a double overtime, but I wasn't sold. I just felt like the you know, if you're losing after the first overtime like that was it. Like that's your clock. Like we've never seen a double overtime, at least in that my lifetime. One, yeah. So, but then Tony that, said, "Treat it like the first quarter." So I was like, you know, we all, you know, he probably knows, but I wasn't sold. I would have loved to see what would have happened if there was some confusion there. I would have loved to have seen that. Right. Yeah. Because that that was the one rule that I was a little bit shaky on as it got closer. One, I was like, is there a two minute warning in this first overtime? And was there? Or, I forgot. Was there? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think yeah. they. Yeah. I think. Maybe and that's I, again, why they treated it as the first quarter to, then. Yeah, if they went to a second Well, I guess they did go to a second overtime. Right? No. Did they score? No, no they scored they scored in the last play. They scored the, yeah, no, yeah, the last the play. The clock was so running like, and they just scored with like ten right. seconds left. So then if it does go to that second overtime period, is that technically a second is that they treat it like a second quarter where there is a two minute warning? That's where I was like, I I was a little bit shaky on that. But for a second there I was you and me were kind of talking about it as like do they need to hurry up and kind of get right. going here? And then that's when Romo made the comment of like, no, this, you know, if this, if they don't score in this a lot of time, like they, you know, it's just basically like a change of quarters. So nothing happens. But yeah, that was, that was the one interesting part. It's like, I think the chiefs need to kind of hurry up, but obviously they didn't. It's what it felt like, but you know, they, they, they weren't hurrying up and that's when Tony Romo brought up that comment. All right. Well, Super Bowl's I, over. Super Bowl 58 is over. Next year's in new Orleans. So we've been there uh, next year's in yep. the Superdome. So it should be an exciting time down in NOLA. You know when the Super Bowl's in NOLA, man. You know, we've, been, we've been down Bourbon Street. You know, it's it's going to be a crazy yep. time next year. I think the last time 
it was there was I, I don't know if it happened before then, but I know it was there for the Ravens and the 49ers, the Harbaugh Bowl. So I when I, the lights I, went out, when the lights went out. So I wonder if it, I don't think it's been there since. So should be an exciting Super Bowl. Way too early Super Bowl pick for next year, Brandon. Who are you feeling? What's what's the vibe? Way too early Super Bowl teams. Who's playing in the Super Bowl next year in New Orleans? Kind of, I'm the Chiefs. I, I don't know on on the <laughs> NFC side. Maybe the Niners aren't going to get back. This this is one of those things where like it's going to take them maybe like two years to kind of get over this. Uh Let's go Chiefs and Cowboys. Chiefs and Cowboys. You, uh, how many more That's Super gross. Bowls do I need That's to hate, gross. bro? That's, That's even worse than this That's year's. Gross. Oh my god. Chiefs and Cowboys? How okay, I, I with my fiance right in the kitchen here, I'm gonna say this. I am putting rent on the Chiefs if that happens next year. Rent. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, I, Six I, months I, rent. I try to I do some early 401k withdrawal type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little off pace here. I'm gonna go with the Packers in the NFC. You gotta make the I Super don't hate Bowl. It. I'm gonna go with the Packers on that side and on the AFC. It's way too early, so I don't care about saying this. Jim Harbaugh, baby, the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl next year, and the Packers are gonna win. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm saying Jim Harbaugh is going to come in. Andy Reid's not going to know what to do, and right. you know Pat Mahomes is going to fold because Jim Harbaugh's the man. We all know Jim Harbaugh's the man. Jim Harbaugh's the guy. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's, he's proven it at both levels. I mean, obviously he didn't. You know, ever get to the highest level in the NFL, but he well, he did there. it with Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith. So. You know, right. we'll, 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 we'll take that with it. And I truly do think Jim Harbaugh is going to take the Chargers far. I don't think he wins the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I think he takes them to the, to the championship game. Maybe, and, and like I just said, I think he could, take, he could take them to a Super Bowl. I just don't think he wins. And I really like what Jordan Love did. I really like what Jordan Love did. I know that defense wasn't that great, but they do have players on that defense they can build off of. I respect Matt LaFleur for what they were able to do this season. I think Jordan Love, he's the man, dude. C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, some of these new guys that are coming through i'm a big fan of him you know joe flacco new guy coming through i'm just a big fan of these guys you know coming in this league and and showing out and hopefully giving pat mahomes a run for his money i think justin fields is still a guy that you can trust I means that three coordinators in three years i think justin fields is a guy that could still figure it out i think i'm gonna ride with merrill hodge i'm a big merrill hodge guy caleb williams don't draft caleb williams just stay away from that guy he ain't gonna do you anything if you want to draft him late first round fine but as a number one pick the Bears got to run they got to run I think you stick with Justin Fields if not I'll take him in Seattle it's no problem there but my way too early pick is uh yeah I'm gonna go Packers and Chargers give a little little you know twist and twist in the and I think the Chargers beat the Chiefs in the AFC championship game why not yeah I like it why not I mean I'm down. I'm hey, down. hypotheticals about Justin Herbert is like Tom Brady. So why not ride with those, dude? <laughs> People saying what Justin Herbert could do if this, if that, if this. He, it's he's Tom Brady. Yeah, I'd be, but he better be careful because he's only got a couple more years until 100%. those. Like, well, if you know, yeah, if this Harbaugh thing doesn't work out in like the first two years, hundred percent. 
Um, all right, well, good stuff, Brandon. Another football season in the books. Now we're on to basketball. CU not looking too good, but uh, oh, hopefully they can tough, bounce man. back in a Pac-12 run. CSU got some help, but now they got San Diego State on the road. March Madness is coming out. We're going to have a lot to talk about here, but uh, good football season, brother. We'll see you in Vegas. Yeah, it was fun. Can't wait.